Hi everyone, I'm Imre Daly, ethics strategist at NatWest Markets, and welcome to the Currency Exchange Podcast. Each week, myself and the team of ethics strategists at NatWest Markets help investment professionals and corporate treasurers to dissect the big themes and event driving currency markets. Let's get right into it with our U.S. head of FX strategy, Brian Dangerfield. We have just had the release of U.S. CPI, which came out exactly in line with expectations. The entire markets were waiting for these to set their expectations in terms of the Fed policy outlook. Brian, I want to ask you, you know, how does this change the dynamics around the coming Fed meeting? And also, does it add or does it subtract from your conviction in calling for further dollar weakness? into the start of 2023. Great, thank you very much, Emer, and thank you very much for, for joining us, everyone. Uh, coming into 2023, we were thinking that this is gonna be a year where the dollar falls back to the pack a bit. If you think about the trends that dominated in 2022, it was really about extremes in the outlook, both stronger dollar, stronger Fed, constant Fed upside surprises in terms of its willingness and ability to deliver rate hikes, and then on the other side, you had pessimism in the global outlook, uh, particularly offshore uh, from the U.S., driven by, among other things, the war in Ukraine and also the, uh, um, the zero COVID policy in China and lockdowns. And so that combination really drove these extremes in terms of uh, divergence in economic and monetary policy in favor of the dollar. Uh, but it certainly feels like we're coming back to the pack a little bit. Uh, with some signs of data moderating in the U.S., we've certainly seen the ISM services number uh, a week ago Friday uh, was a little bit softer than expected. That fell into contraction territory. Wage inflation in the latest non-farm payroll came in a little bit softer than expected. And now we come into this CPI. We know the inflation numbers are very key for the Fed and for the dollar. As you mentioned, the number we got today came in in line with expectations but it sounds like for some Fed members that we've heard from so far since the print was released um, only a few, uh, only about an hour ago as we're recording now, seem to suggest the Fed members are leaning towards a further slowdown in the pace of tightening uh, towards a 25 base point rate hike. That's the expectation that we have as well. And so from the perspective of monetary policy, relative monetary policy, we think the Fed stepping back a little bit um, is pretty important, uh, that we're no longer looking at the constant risk of upside surprises from the Fed, that we've moved away from the 75 basis point rate hike type of environment and instead are in an environment where the Fed is fine tuning their policy. So we've taken away uh, one of the big upside drivers of the dollar um, that was really prevalent throughout a lot of 2022. Uh, and now as we have started in 2023, the dollar has given back some of those, uh, some of its gains. And we think some further losses are likely to continue as not just the Fed story, but also the macro stories shift a little bit less in favor of the dollar as they were so prominently in 2022. I guess the market focus, you know, into the next Fed meeting is going to be, you know, 25 basis points or 50 basis points. I guess how much you see is actually priced in by markets. And if they do surprise the upside, do we think this kind of dense the dollar downtrend in the longer term? Sure. So coming into the CPI that we got on Thursday, the market was about 75% priced for a 25 basis point rate hike with a 25% odds of a 50 basis point hike. Since the CPI has been released, that's come down. Or the, the, the odds for 25 basis points have gone up a little bit. Um, and that is our expectation that uh, 
uh, that the Fed will deliver 25 basis points at their next meeting in February. You know, if the Fed delivers a 50 basis point hike at their next meeting, obviously that would come against current market pricing and that on balance is a positive for the dollar. But when we think about the long-term trend, what's the next six months of Fed policy look like? It probably still includes a pause down the road at a level of policy that is a level of the policy rate that is relatively close to here. If you compare back where we were at the beginning of last year, it's really a completely different story where the level of policy rates had been accelerating rapidly and sort of constantly surprising to the upside of both market expectations and what the Fed had been telling us. Um, so the terminal rate for the Fed funds rate, even if the Fed goes 50 basis points at its next meeting, it still feels like we're within striking distance of that eventual pause point. The economic activity data in some cases have slowed. There has been some evidence that Fed policy is translating into weaker economy in interest rate sensitive sectors. So I don't think the positive coming from the dollar, if the Fed were to go 50, which on, on its own is certainly a dollar positive development, if that were to come through based on market pricing, but that probably doesn't change the six month outlook for the Fed, which is that we're approaching this point where the Fed feels more comfortable, maybe pausing and reassessing, or at least moving its rate hike cycle into a slower, more maintenance uh, level. And we think that's just an outright less positive environment for the dollar. And we're still coming off of extremely rich valuation for the dollar um, from last year. And so I think that on net still points towards dollar weakness. What I would be more concerned about is if the data continuously surprised the upside. We're talking about growth and inflation and across the board, and it keeps the Fed in this, we have to continue going more aggressively mode. Uh, that's not our base case. I don't think a 50 in February would change our base case, uh, but that would certainly be the risk. I don't think 50 basis points is fully off the table. I would be more comfortable if we heard from the Fed chair sometime before the start of the quiet period, maybe he comes out with a speech and sort of guides the market in that direction to be 100% confident. But with the numbers that we've gotten in the last week and a half, Feels like 25 is more likely than 50 at the next meeting. But if they surprise the upside, I would be really focused on, does this change the medium term trajectory for the Fed? And I don't think it would. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, the difference between 25 basis points and 50 is pretty marginal. But I think that signaling effect of we're coming towards the end of Fed tightening is very big news for currency markets. I obviously cannot talk about the dollar without bringing in um, our European head of FX strategy, Paul Robson. Um, Paul, you know, we obviously saw euro dollar hitting a six month high. Traditionally, it's a, it's a cross, which is very low volatility, but it's certainly trended uh, throughout 2022. I mean, what are you seeing? Do you think there's further to go? And obviously, European energy prices coming lower. Is this another boon for the euro currency? Yeah, we certainly think that um, euro dollar can participate in that sort of dollar downtrend that Brian has articulated. It's um, actually one of our lead themes for our year ahead for 2023. The idea that euro dollar almost leads the uh, move uh, lower in the, the, the dollar. And, and I think that euro dollar is actually really quite key for the, the dollar um, outlook because uh, there's two anchors for uh, the dollar, one is euro dollar, one is dollar CNH. If those two currencies aren't moving, then the broad dollar finds it a little bit harder. So uh, Asian regional currencies can only move a little bit if dollar CNH is not moving. Uh, for European currencies, it's the same kind of thing. Sterling dollar uh, can't move very much because you get capped by uh, euro um, sterling uh, moves. And when you look at um, 
euro dollar it's a it's a relative growth currency really uh, if you zoom out of over like the last couple of decades uh, the exchange rate maps really quite closely the difference between us growth expectations and growth expectations for the rest of the, the world and when you look at the forecasts and the consensus forecasts they're actually for the world to do better uh, against the, the us you've got this idea that the us economy is slowing at a time when perhaps uh, the low point in the global economy has been uh, seen. And it actually plays very nicely to uh, the key drivers of currency markets that we see for next year. So we've got three areas that we think that uh, markets need to focus on. Uh, one is China's reopening. That's happening uh, earlier and more aggressive than we expected. You've got the US macro situation that uh, Brian has just done an excellent job uh, going through. And as you referenced, um, also the third driver of European energy prices, which are uh, lower. Uh, and for the global economy, China reopening, supporting growth, pushing global growth against the, the dollar. Uh, but for Europe, uh, lower energy prices, reduced uh, issues about uh, cost of uh, living. Um, and you're seeing that in the economic data, actually. The high frequency data uh, in Europe has um, been better than expected and um, uh, sort of lower energy prices, sort of you can, it takes away some of the more bearish risk cases uh, for European growth. So if we're right and China's reopening continues, the US economy slows and Europe's energy situation is manageable in 2023, then I think euro dollar does uh, move higher. So 115, I think, is a reasonable uh, target for the spring and um, early uh, autumn. You painted quite an optimistic picture, I guess, for global growth, something which is quite different from kind of all the doom and gloom we had in 2022. I have to ask, you know, against this backdrop of a downturn in the dollar, which is the European currency, which is set to benefit the most? Um, well, it's the sort of high beta trades um, and currencies like uh, the Swedish krona. So the Swedish economy does well when core Europe does uh, relatively well. And I think there's quite a lot of uh, pessimism about European growth and if markets become a little bit uh, more positive about the European outlook then the Swedish krona should do uh, relatively well. I'm just picking up on your, your comments about being optimistic about global growth. Uh, I think it's about risks around a very low base case. So uh, markets I think are, are right to price in you know very close to the global uh, recession but it, where, where are the risks around that um, and in early sort of 2023 uh, the the news flow is supported for maybe growth being a little bit uh, better than expected. So just caution on sort of the global economy is going to do terribly well uh, this year. That's not our base case. But can it surprise a little bit uh, to the detriment of the, the dollar? Yeah, uh, we think so. And again, it just supports that idea uh, that maybe uh, dollar stocky leads the uh, decline from European currencies. Yeah, I know you made a great point uh, for all of last year that, you know, expectations were kind of overly bearish, I guess, for global growth. And that certainly seems to be playing out at the start of this year. So, Emir, if I could jump in, jump in, I would love to ask you a question about emerging markets. So uh, I know your focus is on the group we call CEMIA, for those unfamiliar, Central Eastern Europe, Middle East and Africa. But the big story in emerging markets to start uh, really from the end of 2022 into the start of 2023 has been China's reopening, the very rapid reopening from zero COVID. 
Um, that in combination with the dollar downtrend that we have been seeing, what are you thinking about broad EM? What are some of the big themes you're watching? And uh, what does this mean for potential inflows into emerging market economies uh, for 2023? Yeah, I think in 2022, we almost had that kind of perfect storm of dollar trend and very, you know, uh, tightening global financial conditions. And it was this kind of vicious cycle for EM. So they saw really persistent outflows and obviously local currency weakness, you know, really spurring inflationary dynamics um, within domestic economies. And I think going into 2023, almost the counter side to that is true. So you actually have a weakener dollar um, really creating almost a virtuous cycle for these EM currencies, where all of a sudden you've got, you know, re-emerging foreign investor inflows, you've got better inflationary dynamics. And I think EMs are certainly set to gain. I think it's kind of, you know, almost a very simple narrative. You know, EMs provide significant carry after very aggressive central bank rate hikes and EM assets are cheap. So we are, you know, specifically looking at South African local currency bonds. The South African currency offers significant yield pickup. We also really like um, Hungarian foreign on a very tactical basis. It offers one of the highest nominal yields out there um, and had kind of a worse performance in 2022 out of EU local currency debt. So it certainly seems primed for a pickup in line with a more positive development around EU diplomacy. Obviously, the big boom for EM is China's reopening. And we have certainly seen uh, Asian currencies really ready to benefit of that. So kind of the clear um, outperformer is being tied back, which is obviously going to be a big beneficiary of those Chinese tourism outflows. But also, you know, on the trade side. So I think Korean um, won was really a beleaguered currency throughout all of last year, as you saw its traditional trade surplus actually turn into a deficit because of that slowdown. And now a China reopening really has positive implications in terms of those fundamental dynamics for the currency. I think one that we're watching out for and that saw substantial moves today is the Indonesian rupee, which has so far really failed to benefit from that Chinese reopening and then maybe the prospect of a catch up in play at the moment. Well, guys, on that more positive note, I think that's all we've got time for today. Thank you very much for listening to this first episode of uh, Currency Exchange. Uh, if you have liked what you heard, please do press the like button so that it's easier for others to find. And do subscribe so that you'll be the first to hear of future episodes. Um, that's all from us. Bye for now. <laughs>